Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to To Be The Man. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer himself. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest of all time, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Rick, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I just listened to Kevin Nash's podcast. I'm, I'm dying. Click this, <laughs> the brand new podcast with Kevin Nash he, and Sean he said, Oliver. He's just talking about me traveling in the Caribbean and walking down to a wedding in a the pool party with my robe and two balloons on. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd he get that shit from? <laughs> well, I think everybody's got a story of Rick in the Caribbean. Ah, Did really? they not? He said, when you got a nickname that's a verb, you're famous. Nature. <laughs> that's pretty good. I didn't know. I didn't know nature was a verb. <laughs> well, you, you are naching, you know, I know that <laughs> we use it as a noun, but I think when Shawn Michaels won the world title, he wanted to go naching, right? Yeah, they all did <laughs> the good old days, man. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We're doing ask Nate anything. You really like these, don't you, Rick? We get to bounce around, do a lot of different topics. Oh yeah. A lot going on too, man. I haven't found all the drama, man. <laughs> hey, be before we talk about the drama, let's just talk about your travel schedule, man. Rick flair drip is alive and well. I think you were in Arizona. I think you were in Vegas. I think you're in New York. What's your last week been like, dude? Uh, I left, um, well, the week before we were in Montauk when the hurricane came. Yep. So we had, I had to charter out to get to Montauk, came back and that JFK is just a monster of a drive, no matter where you are, you know, where LaGuardia is real easy to access the city, JFK 30 minutes away. So, um, anyway, long story short, um, um, I got back from Montauk. I was here for two days and then I left, um, Wednesday for Phoenix. My flight was four hours delayed. It got in at one o'clock in the morning, one of those deals. Right. And, um, finally, um, let me see. I went to bed about three o'clock that night, got up at seven for PR for the launch. And then we had a, um, the launch, uh, I had media all day and we launched on, uh, or we had the media launch party or the media launch, um, at, at the, uh, dispenser dispensary. And, um, then a party afterwards for the people that are, that are, have invested in, in the product line 2.0 or Ric Flair drip and, uh, sponsored by Verano. And then, um, took a 10 o'clock flight the next day to Vegas, do the same thing and stayed out in Vegas, you know, and it's hard to go to bed in Vegas. Yep. And then caught a, uh, wow. Um, let me think. Oh yeah. A four hour delayed flight from uh, Vegas to, um, New York. They got us in at uh, one o'clock in the morning and had to be working at nine o'clock. So my goodness, my goodness. Well, dragged this... in yesterday. <laughs> so you're, uh, you're living the old 1986 schedule right now. Yeah. Are you know, it? Pretty close. It's amazing. Yeah, we're, 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 we'll be in 15 states by the end of, um, which will be second only to Mike with, by the end of the month. Man, that's fantastic. Rick flair drip yeah. coming near you. Check it out. Rick drip.com is where you can keep up with all yeah, of the updates. Ohio, New Jersey, Illinois coming up all these launches. So, and I, I'll be making appearances at all of them. So it's a lot of fun and it's great to see the, uh, the reception from the people. Rickflairdrip.com or on Instagram 
at Ric Flair drip, pretty fun stuff. Super excited to see this continue to grow and expand and excited to pick your brain today. But before we get into it, you said you've been keeping up with all the controversy. There's a lot going on in wrestling these days. It looks like, you know, this guy's going here and that guy's going there. Bray Wyatt is back and boy, there was a a whole lot of news about somebody you and I know pretty well last week. Uh, what do you make of all the news? Well, first of all, I'm talking about Bray. I'm happy he's back. I think he's a very t- extremely talented guy. I'm, I never understood why he was gone to begin with, but I'm glad he's back. I think he's very talented and, uh, you know, like I said, one of the classiest guys you meet in the business, one of the class guys that you meet in the business today. And the other thing, of course, you're, I guess you're referring to Andrade and, uh, Sammy, what's his name? Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Yes, sir. Well, I'm family in that deal. I, 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 I only met Guevara one time or twice. He's very nice to me. Yeah. Pretty much how I judge you, but I don't think you want to be locked in a room with Manny. I have visited Manny's home. I knew where he grew up. I knew how he grew up. And Manny is a, you know, Sin Cara. Yeah. Yeah. Manny is Sin Cara tough. It's like Sin Cara's beat up half the guys in the business. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I know you've heard the stories, but <laughs> no, it's, uh, Manny's, a, Manny's a very tough kid. He grew up, he, he's not a kid, he's a very tough man. And, um, you know, nowadays, as I've said before, I think that they feel pretty comfortable. Some of the guys saying things because they know the fight's never going to get anywhere. It gets broken up, there's a thousand people involved. And ultimately, nobody ever gets their ass whipped. But I'm quite, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that that wouldn't be. That wouldn't be much of a fight. But that's nothing against Sammy as a wrestler. I just think, man, he's a real tough guy. Well, there's lots of speculation out there. There are not a lot of tough guys in the business anymore. A lot of speculation out there. A lot of, from my perspective, inaccurate reports. Uh, I'll be interested to see how all this shakes out, you know, because I think, I think you and I both think a lot of, uh, of Tony Khan and AEW and obviously uh, Andrade is. Uh, pretty close to us. And man, it's just a shame that you see negative headlines like this. It feels like it's one hit after another lately for AEW, And I hate that because they've, they've done a lot of really great stuff. I mean, they just had a million dollar house for a regular TV show and they're doing well on pay-per-view. And it seems like the merch is flying off the shelves and they got this video game. Everybody's excited about. There's a lot of positive headlines, but it does feel like, you know, there's some stuff popping up here or there that you think, man, I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah, you just all you know, it's never gonna be perfect. I'm, I'm Tony's got his hands full. I don't know. Um I don't know I don't know the thought process behind I don't know the thought process prospect behind his decisions, but um um they have enjoyed a lot of success lately. I mean we we Sophia of course, my stepdaughter works for him and she's having a great time and she thinks things are rolling smoothly. So she does a lot of their uh, social media, so she's pretty much on top of what's going on there. And she sees a lot of smiling faces, so hopefully everything works out. Well, we're pulling for them, uh, and we're pulling for a fun episode today. Let's jump right into it. We threw you guys the keys to the show and said, hey, what do you want to talk about? You can ask Ric Flair anything you want. Matthew Prong wants to know, who was your personal favorite NWA champion? Harley Race. I kind of had a feeling you would say that. Yep. You, did you get to see any of his stuff when you were quote unquote, just a fan or did your appreciation and respect grow once you were a coworker? 
No, I saw him when I was just a fan. I loved him. He just knew Harley was tough. Yeah. He was originally, when I first saw him, he was Larry Henning's partner mm. in an AWA. Yeah, Bag Jones. Uh, as a kid, I remember reading in the paper that Harley got stabbed at a place called the Chestnut Tree in Minneapolis, which was in an unsavory neighborhood. <laughs> but after I got the new Harley, he loved to be in he loved to be in areas. He was never uncomfortable. <laughs> I love that. That's a great line. Never uncomfortable. It, it's the oh. truth. I swear to God, he'd go especially when he was a champion. He would go out of his way irritate somebody that it didn't like <laughs> just push them and push them and push them so they either left or they got beat up you've told us before years ago uh on the original woo nation podcast mm-hmm. that once upon a time boy the steiner brothers they love to have their fun backstage mm-hmm. and they would uh for lack of a better word terrorize some guys and it was all hazing or ribbing or whatever you want to call it and they would give Butch Reed a hard time, but not Ron Simmons. And you famously told us on the show once you asked Ron Simmons, Hey man, what Steiners are always fucking with Butch Reed and all these other guys. Why don't they ever fuck with you? And you said, Ron looked right at you and said, Rick, I'm unfuck with I'm unfuckable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ron Simmons is a real tough kid. I just that loved kid, that. Kid. It made me laugh out loud. A tough man. Harley race sounds like a cut from the same cloth. Unfuck withable. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to compare it. You know, it's funny. Um, the tough guys of that era, I would say the two toughest were are Kevin Nash and Ron Simmons. Okay. But I'm not putting them in the same league and they won't mind this. They won't be offended at all. I'm not putting them in the, in the class of a Harley race or a Haku because with them, you know, you're going to lose a body part. Oh, does that make sense? Yeah. You're going to lose a finger. You're going to lose an eye. You're going to get your ear bit off with Harley or Haku. Kevin just plain tough. Never took any shit from anybody. And Ron's the same way. Nobody fucked with Kevin Nash. He, he Kevin Nash, Mike Hegstrand, uh, what, um, um, Ron, um, yeah, all, all legit tough guys. Uh, of that, of, of that era. I, I'm not going back to the Dick Slaters and all that, but there's two guys that clearly stand out. Maybe the third being Jack Mulligan, um, but two for sure that if win, lose, or draw, you're going to lose a body part. And I wouldn't, you know, that doesn't take anything away from Kevin and Ron and them. But I don't think that they'd be prepared to lose a body part, but they sure should don't take, they sure as hell don't take that shit from anybody. Lose a body part's a big statement. That's a big statement. Well, you get a finger bit off. I mean, I've seen, I've seen so much in my career, you know, guys that guys go into a fight. You don't know. It's not, it's not Taekwondo, man, right. especially in a bar. It's, I've seen guys get hit, hit in the head with body, you know, beer bottles. I mean, people that really have gotten hurt, I've seen guys get stabbed. It isn't fun. The fan used to really get out of control. Yambag Jones says, if you had the crystal ball to change any one match over the course of your career, what would it be? Whether it was just a bad night or you thought the whole program was shit, maybe you didn't get along with your opponent. If you could go back and change one match, Rick, what would it be? Oh, that's easy. I think I've told you before. I would have submitted to the Scorpion or to uh, the Scorpion Deathlock 
uh, with a sting instead of a small package. Yeah. That's easy. Dave McClay says, uh, what are your thoughts on the business being exposed by Eddie Mansfield on that new special in the eighties? So famously, uh, Eddie Mansfield journeyman sat down with, uh, Mr. Mr. Cossel and he, um, showed everybody the business. What do you remember of? I don't remember that much. Okay. But that doesn't mean, um, you know, there have been a lot of guys that have exposed the business. <laughs> so it would be pretty hard to pin it all on, on Eddie Mansfield. In the 80s, though, you know, this is uh, the same John Stossel that went out and and challenged, or I guess didn't really challenge, but he, he said to Dr. D, David yep. Schultz. Who knocked him out. This is all fake, right? So this is the same sort of line of questioning. What was... Uh, what was the industry opinion of Mr. Schultz after he slapped the shit out of John? Oh, Russell? I think the, the industry, the boys loved him for yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Um, it of course got him in a lot of trouble, but Dave Schultz was a pretty tough guy too. I understand. I've only met him several times. I've only worked with him once, I think, but I don't think he was anybody to mess around with either. Nope. I don't get that impression at all. Um, yeah. And I think the boys, I mean, I know I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I guess what I'm I asking can't even is tell you what would have happened to Stossel if he'd said it to Harley race. If everyone thought, you know, in the industry, the Dr. D did the right thing and was a hero amongst the boys for slapping John Stossel. That pretty meant pretty much means the opposite for Eddie Mansfield in that era. Right. I mean, yes, you can't go on TV and expose the business and feel like everything's going to be okay in this fraternity. Right. Not, not absolutely. You can't. We make jokes about it now because it's just it's so widely exposed and, you know, it just, it's been exposed so badly. Um, that, you know, it, it's a physically impossibly, incredibly insensitive, tough sport, no matter how you look at it today, tomorrow, yesterday, 30 years ago, dangerous. I mean, and it's a year round sport. <clears throat> you never really have a chance to get any to, to heal if you, if you have an issue, unless you you know take time off, which you know in some cases will cost you money. Um, I think the WWE. I'm not sure what Tony does, but WWE has done a really good job of, of giving people um, time off um, for personal reasons and for health reasons. So I'm pretty sure Tony has the same policy. Oh yeah. Well, and, and it is that a, was unheard of in the seventies and eighties. <clears throat> you didn't go to work. You didn't get paid. Well, a lot of us still, you know, trudge through life that way. And it, it's a grind. And I actually started using AG one because my wife encouraged me to, uh, she wanted us to, uh, optimize our immune system. We actually started this at the start of the pandemic, but now AG one and athletic greens is a regular part of my life because with one delicious scoop of AG one. I know I'm absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that are going to help me start my day. Right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, your aging, all the things. And it's been a big deal for me because it helps my sleep quality and recovery. Most importantly, it helps my mental clarity and my alertness. 
but I know our, our friend Dallas, he loves the idea that this has less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial, anything. Most importantly for me, it still tastes good. It's also lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto or paleo or vegan or dairy free or gluten free, it's like nutritional health insurance, right? It's going to keep you from getting sick, make you feel better. It's working for me. You're going to love it. Don't just take mine, my word for it or Rick's word for it. Athletic Greens has more than 7,000 five-star reviews, and we think it's time for you to reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It really is just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different supplements or pills to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash flare. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash flare to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, athleticgreens.com forward slash flare. So Rick, Jeremy Priest has a good question over on William Regal's podcast, gentleman villain. He mentioned you picked him as uh, your opponent for your very last match in Japan. And he was very honored. What led you to that decision? Why'd you pick uh, Mr. Regal? I love, I love Steve Regal. I think he's a fantastic guy. He's a man, legitimately tough guy. Always a gentleman, always carries himself well. Respectful as hell. I mean, I can't, uh, I can't think of too many people that, that uh, respect more than uh, Steve. You had a fantastic last man standing match at Survivor Series 2005 with Triple H. WWE Master 2018 on Twitter wants to know, what are your memories of that match? Were you pleased with it when it was done? Yeah, I was very pleased with it. Once again, it's one of those deals where Hunter carried me. He talked me through it. So, you know, I was always comfortable with Hunter. I thought he was great. And uh, <clears throat> he carried me and supported me and pushed me and, he liked Sean and so many others back then when I was really struggling with self-confidence issues were always there for me. So the, the match I had with him in, in, uh, in San Diego prior to that, the cage match was really something too that I was proud of. Wesley Stover wants to know what's your favorite meal to order at a fancy restaurant. Tell him it's always to go. It always is to go. I never confuse the two. You don't eat and drink. That's not healthy. But if you eat and drink together, it just creates a big cesspool in your stomach, in your digestive system. So you drink, then you get food to go. <laughs> now, at Nick and Sam's in Dallas, I might eat some food along the way. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, Seth Hicks wants to know other than the big gold, what's your favorite championship belt design of all time? I think you've told us before. It's the original 10 pounds, right? It's the NWA. Yeah. Of course. Uh, next up coach Rosie wants to know who's going to win the 2023 cannabis cup and why is it Ric Flair drip? So tell us about the cannabis cup. I don't know anything about that. I don't know if about to give you an accurate explanation either. I wish I did. I, um, they were explaining it to me, but I was trying to absorb so much information over the weekend from the people that not only the, not only the local people that sell it at the, um, um, dispensaries, but, um, the pricing and all that. And I, 
Someone started to explain that to me, and I, I, don't, I don't know. I'll have the answer for you next week. Matt Richards wants to know, why was the main event of Starcade 84 so short? Was there an injury, time restraints, et cetera? As a reminder, Starcade 1984 was a big one. The first one was the flair for the gold. Yep. But 84 was the million-dollar challenge in the main event. Who goes on last? Well, who else? Rick Flair and Dusty Rhodes. You had smoking Joe Frazier as the special guest referee. But you were known for having really long matches. This one only goes 12 minutes. Do you remember why? Because of Joe. Okay. He messed it up. I got you. Uh, you know, something he wasn't that familiar with, and he just made a mistake. If you look back on it, he, he called him, he called the match too early, way too early. Uh, he just panicked, not knowing what he was doing. I'd never heard that story. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Matt Richards also has a follow-up here. Did you get to hang out with hot rod at the Portland 50th anniversary show in May of 85? Yes. He wrestled Buddy Rose on that card as a face, but it's the height of his WWF heel run here in 85. What do you remember about that show? Uh, I don't think I was at that show. Or if, I, if I was, I wrestled Billy Jack. Um, I'd have to look back on that. But, um, you know, Buddy Rose was a hell of a worker. He, he didn't look like he could work like that, but he was a hell of a worker. And, uh, and of course, Roddy, one of my all-time favorites. So he always... Um, he loved Don Owen. Don Owen loved him. And I think Don always felt like that Roddy brought more national attention to his territory than anybody else, including the NWA champion, which is probably true. George Jones wants to know, what was your reaction when you found out you would ultimately be the black scorpion? I volunteered. We had nobody else. It was going to be the re- Either put it be Barry, it would have been Barry, me, or Arn. And uh, Arn and uh, Barry that night went out and had a hell of a match with uh, with Doom, with Butch and Ron. And um, I just had to take the role on. I mean, it was my responsibility. So, um, I mean, only really painted you, you guys into a corner with that, did he not? In that I mean, position, you, you got to figure it, it, I, it, it cracked me, but it would have cracked everybody worse. <laughs> Ask Shivani. <laughs> Sting. How can you contend with this? Um, we're coming up on the 25th anniversary of the Montreal screw job. Adam Arpin wants to know how would Ric Flair have handled himself if he had been in Brett's shoes and the bell was rung directly after Rick was put in his own figure four. Might've been pissed. Yeah. I'd have been, I would have been very upset. You think you would have, uh, you would have handled it the same way Brett did, or would you have handled it differently or? Well, I think it's because in a difference in our age that even like the reason I'm sitting here today is as I've learned, I've had to learn, I've been forced to learn how to move on. Yeah. And I understand I, I never even, I just was with Brett. Brett actually came out to Kid Rocks that night. Um, yeah. Um, after the show, and I spent more time with Brett in the last couple of weeks at a signing and then that weekend. Um, uh, I don't remember. I, I just think that, you know, you can carry, you can carry that, 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 that burden on your back for so long, and then all of a sudden, I think it just becomes, a, it, it, 
something that uh, you just have to let go of it. I, I, I certainly understand um, why he was mad. Um, I don't know the exact circumstances, but I, I think that they wanted him to. I don't, I don't, I can't imagine Brett wanting to leave and go to Raw with the belt. Wasn't there another alternative that was offered? Well, yeah. I mean, ultimately what they agreed on was some sort of a, a screw job. Shamaz finished. He was going to come out on raw the next night and just forfeit the title. But we've often said, oh, but see that, that, that's the same thing. He wanted to come out on raw and forfeit it. Yes. As opposed to, I, I understand why that couldn't happen. Yeah. It's, I, uh, I, I, I totally understand why, why that couldn't happen. We had a conversation recently about what if with Bruce Pritchard. The idea being, what if Steve Austin didn't injure his neck? What if Owen didn't accidentally drop him on his head at SummerSlam 97? He would have been available to be an opponent for Brett. And maybe at in Montreal, it wouldn't have been quite the WrestleMania moment. But Stone Cold could have beat Bret Hart in Montreal. That would have changed everything. Maybe the screw job wasn't necessary. Maybe Shawn Michaels doesn't wind up wrestling the undertaker in a casket match and injuring his back at Royal rumble. It would have changed everything, but it happened the way it happened. So it's cool to get your perspective that you would have been just as pissed well, as Brett. It, it, I can't give you the, the most accurate perspective because I wasn't there. Right. Uh, it's like the thing with it's the Madison square garden with the click and all that. I wasn't there. Um, so I, I can't, <clears throat> unless you're really there. You're going to hear so many different versions of what happens that, um, um, you know, it's it's like anything that that's ever famous and anything that that is that um, goes against what you know the, the business says. It's always going to be that it's going to be critiqued and criticized, and you know, at the same time, it goes on all the time. Just you know, it's only when the big time players do it that it gets all the attention. Little guys can do anything that's wrong. They can cause equally as much, you know, bad blood, but they don't have any recognition, and and nobody, and nobody gives a damn, a fuck, a damn, whatever. Yeah. Dustin Coleman wants to know. I know you took inspiration from Dusty and Superstar Graham, but how did you get to the Nature Boy persona, and what made it click for you? Do you remember a particular promo or instance? <clears throat> No, what got me to it was when I broke my back and I was off and George Scott said to me, why don't we change it up? I lost some weight. I was gaining weight back and I met Olivia Walker, Tim Wood's wife, and she decided to put a robe on me and all that. It was all George Scott's idea. I obviously knew who Buddy Rogers was. I had, I had I never met him. Ultimately, I got to meet him and wrestle him twice. And... Uh, you know, Buddy was just—he was different. He was you know, way ahead of his time. He's the first guy to ever do high spots. That's that's something that people don't understand. He was the first high spot guy. Nobody did tackle, drop down, leapfrog, or any of that crap till Buddy came along. Not crap, any of that stuff until he came along. And he traveled with a guy named Billy Darnell. They took the show around the country. He had the same partner, same guy every night. And he'd work his way up to the championship match, and he, he made huge money. Well, he made—I want to say—in one week in the fifties, he made forty-nine thousand dollars one week. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he told me the gate. So he wrestled Pat O'Connor in Comiskey Park, hundred and fifty-four thousand. I mean, what sold out? 
He wrestled Carpentier in Montreal, sold out. He wrestled uh, Whipper Bailey Watson in Toronto, sold out. Wrestled Thez in St. Louis, sold out. Um, I'm missing one in the town. And somebody in the garden, all sold out one week. That's amazing. Yeah, he drew a lot of money. Speaking of money, Mike Gallagher has a great question. Mr. Flair, what's the craziest thing you've ever bought? Oh, the craziest thing I've ever bought, like uh, just on the spur of the moment. Yeah. Like, you know, you bought, we've heard that occasionally dusty would go buy a fur coat in the summer. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not the craziest. Yeah. Beth thought she busted me one time. So I took her over to the Mercedes dealership and let her pick out a 500 paid cash for it. And we lifted up the glass and drove it off the showroom floor. (laughs) All is forgiven. (laughs) <laughs> let's just rewind what we just heard here huh? you bought your wife a top of the at line that, mercedes at, at that time an eighty thousand dollar 500 convertible an eighty thousand dollar car for cash because she thought she had busted you on some well first of all the rule of thumb you never admit to being busted <laughs> That that's in the unwritten that's in the unwritten unwritten book of real rules. Yes, you never admit to anything. Jesus Christ! I love you dropping <laughs> the real truth right here. Like there's... from a veteran of four divorces, you never admit anything. <laughs> well, here's the question: You, you know, you're uh, unencumbered now. Uh, Eighty grand was it worth it? At the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ashley and Reed were very young then. I can oh. tell you what year it was. It was 1987. Okay. Okay, that car was, we kept that car forever. It was, it, it was, that, that model car is still very expensive. What, uh, what color was it? It was silver. There you go. Black top, convertible, 500. <laughs> I love it. Lucas wants to know, one opponent. It might have been 90. I bet. It's it. like I had the cash on hand. Of course, if I hadn't, she probably had it behind the wall. She just stole all the money from that she built in the house and threw over the top of the wall. <laughs> Wait a minute. She built a wall to hide money? She built a wall in the basement of the house and threw like, cash every time I came home with cash or whatever over it. You know, when, when, you're, when, you're, when you're gone every day and your wife is handling your finances, they pretty much can do with it what they want well, these are life lessons. If you're a young man listening to this, I hope you're taking it. Hey, that's notes. absolutely the truth. If your wife is organized, running your life and you're traveling every day, I mean, literally every day, I wasn't home sometimes for six months. Right. I didn't even know much I was making sometimes because all the, all the checks went to the house. People didn't, didn't pay me at the end of the week. And some, some did, some didn't, but, um, it was like, um, if I could, um, if I could find a way to um, uh, to change that around, I mean, I, I even had an accountant, I won't bring up his name, that ended up stealing money from me. So, and of course, I had an agent that stole everything from me. You know who that is. We both know who she is. Um, that's documented. But um, who knows? I just, uh, it, there was no way back then, I don't think anybody, I think you, you trusted the people you're with and if you, if it didn't work out for you, you, you were screwed. And in my case, I was screwed. 
by 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 three, not just one, but three. Man, oh man, do I love my rec tech and I love bragging about my rec tech because they've made grilling so easy. I've been a big grill guy for a long time. And listen, if you think you're a master griller or you think you got it figured out because you got a tasteless gas grill, no, sir. Maybe you're like me. Once upon a time, I was foolish. I had the messy charcoal grill, thought it was a rite of passage. Spent a lot of time guessing, a lot of frustration. Not anymore. Now I've got a wood pellet grill from Rectech. Maybe the best grill I've ever had. Actually, I'm certain it is. I use it five days a week, no exaggeration. And Rectech has grills for every lifestyle and every budget. They started just $3.99. No matter what Rectech you pick, it's a key focus on flavor, convenience, and versatility. But here's what I like as a businessman. They cut out the middleman. That's right. You get factory direct pricing. It means you're going to save some money. They'll even save you some money because they ship their grills for free. They really stand behind their Rectex. They all come with a six-year bumper-to-bumper warranty. Think about that. Six years? Bumper-to-bumper? Come on. You can't beat that. I have to admit, I had a wood pellet smoker before I had a Rectech. It wasn't nearly the quality. You sit them side-by-side. Side, you can just tell the difference. Rectech is a more substantial product. It's high quality stainless steel built to last a lifetime. I'm talking about the RT 700. This is their flagship model from Rectech. It comes with a 40 pound pellet hopper, 702 square inches of cooking space, the PID Wi-Fi controller, the six year bumper to bumper warranty. You can bake, you can smoke, you can sear, you can grill. You can even dehydrate all on the press of a button. This Rectech's unbelievable. That's why everybody has chosen Rectech. The app that comes with it is unbelievable, guys. You can turn your grill on. You can turn your grill off. You can adjust the temperature, the thermostat, up or down. But most importantly, you can get your meat to the perfect temperature. No more guessing. Join an elite wood pellet grilling family. By focusing on flavor, convenience, and versatility, Rectech has set the new standard in grilling. Visit Rectech.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Use that promo code NatureBoy5. You'll get 5% off everything. The grills, the coolers, the rubs, the sauces, the accessories, the merch, everything's 5% off at R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. And the promo code is natureboy5, rectech.com. Um, Lucas wants to know, one opponent you faced a lot in the 70s was Tiger Conway Jr. And many yes. fans aren't too familiar with Conway Jr. Any good stories about your time with him, either in or out of the ring? Just in the ring. I like, I like Tiger. We were both young kids learning, you know, um, fighting for our lives. Uh, he was from Houston, Texas. I knew his dad too. And, uh, we were both in the Carolinas of two, two young guys fighting to, to climb the ladder. Man, we were, we, we slugged it out. We, we literally slugged it out every night. He was really a good kid. Here's one from, uh, uncle J 89. What's your favorite storyline of all time and why? Oh, wow. My favorite storyline of all time. I it, it pretty hard to say it's not a flare for the gold. The way that Dusty promoted that. I mean, it really was genius. I mean, he had that thing laid out and then with Harley. Um, I also love the storyline. Actually, you know what? My favorite is the storyline that, um, played out for my, um, I, I had to think of it that for a second. The storyline that played out between me and Shawn Michaels before I retired. That was a good one. No argument. Yeah, there. it was it was phenomenal. And I got to wrestle Randy and everybody. I you know, Steve Steve Regal, um 
you know, and I, I I forgot to mention all of them on my Hall of Fame speech because there was just so many, and I got when you when you face as many wonderful guys as I have wrestled and tough guys, good guys, bad guys, whatever. And I just tried to put everybody in in a speech. And I even forgot Roddy Piper. If you can imagine that, um, how embarrassing that was that for me. But just if you look at my career now, it's like 50 years. I look back at it now, and I I still I still enjoy watching the show. I, I think the kids are doing a phenomenal job. Um, God, I'm just the one thing I will say is I I um. And this is not a question, but I'm I I hope that um, and I, I mean I I have no idea and I have no inclination as to whether or not it'll happen. But I think that if Ashley and Bianca Blair wrestle at WrestleMania, that it'll be as big as Austin and Rock if they build it right. They are the two best athletes athletes ever that I've seen in my career from Penny Banner to Kay Noble to, to ever be in the same uh, women's division. There are some other great workers, but for, for pure athletic ability, Bianca Blair and Ashley stand out. They, they, they could be the two best athletes in the company. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. And both legitimate division one athletes with credentials. Jared Wise, friend of the show, wants to know, Rick, if you could have one more match with one of these legends who've unfortunately passed on, who would it be? Wahoo McDaniel, Blackjack Mulligan, or Harley Race? Oh, that's a tough one. Man. Is, I love all it? three of those guys. Um, oh, God, I loved all three of them so much. It's hard to say. I, I'd have to say Harley because I, I just loved the. Uh, <laughs> Ricky, <laughs> this is going to be our last match. Let's show these motherfuckers who we are and why we have been the NWA champions. Okay, kid? Yes, sir. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> See what he was? <laughs> Ricky. Fuck these kids. <laughs> <laughs> he used to look at Leon and go, fat boy, get up, fat man. He used to say to Leon to Vader. <laughs> he was too much, man. That's hilarious. God damn it. You don't hit Vader back. I'm going to beat this shit out of you. <laughs> what a fight that was. Oh, was it ever? <laughs> but I was afraid I was going to really get beat up backstage by Harley if I didn't hit him back. <laughs> That's the exact same thing Mick Foley he, said. He was screaming at me, hit that fat fucker back. <laughs> uh, Steve Wright, Mr. Uh, Mr. Rightway, friend of the show, says, when did you know that you fell in love with professional wrestling? Was it a TV show? Was it a live event? Was it a TV UN? show? Crusher and the Bruiser, Carpentier, Vern Gagne, um, Ivan Putsky, <laughs> Igor, all these characters that came through Minneapolis, the Blackjack, Bobby Heenan, Nick and Ray. I mean, God dang, I I couldn't get enough of it. I was my birthday present every year to go to the wrestling matches. My dad. Fantastic question here from Richard. You wrestled Masawa for all Japan in 1987, where he was still known as Tiger Mask. Today, you're considered two of the greatest ever. 
What are your memories of that match? And did you follow Masawa's career in the nineties when he dominated all Japan? What year did it wrestle? 87, according to, uh, yeah. Richard here. NWA champion then, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just remember he was very talented. My, my two favorite though. I mean, this is taking nothing away from him. My two favorites over there. Were, and I thought the two best workers that were come out of there were, were Buddha and, uh, Ujinami. Um, there were a couple others that were really good, but I just felt like um, didn't we? Isn't Sting going to go over to Japan for Amuda's last match? He is, yeah. Uh, they can, are they wrestling each other? I think it's a tag match, but yes, tag match. But they're going to be partners. I think so. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks yeah. like you wrestled Tiger Mask uh, thirteen minutes and fifty three seconds um, on. March the 9th, 1987. Uh, and you went over, of course it was a uh, tape for TV, but still what a legacy that guy went on to have. Right. I yeah, mean, Masawa, absolutely. one of the all time greats, unfortunately passed away in the ring. If you're looking to re to watch some interesting stuff you've never seen before, uh, go watch some Masawa stuff. One of the all time greats. And you got him before he was, you know, what he really became. So yeah. That's a fun well, that's, match to that's run. what my career is, is. That's why my career is different and can't be judged by anybody else um, because nobody else lived it. I wrestled everybody, you know, be, before they were famous, after they were famous. Um, I look at the list of names. I think about it every day. Now when I, like, I'm driving somewhere, I'll think about God. You know, like I was listening to Kevin's podcast and he said, you know, we've lost 50 guys. It's crazy. You know, any of us that are alive, like Kevin said, any of us that are still alive after our lifestyle in the in the eighties, nineties, and I mean, Jesus Christ, think about it. I'm, I'm living proof that there's a, there's somebody up there as I sit here today. <laughs> now I'm smoking weed to relax. Listen to you, Rick Flair, drip. <laughs> and apparently, it goes. But I can't this. hang with Mike Tyson. I can tell you that. That dude has been, uh, I met Rick or I met Mike like 10 years ago at an autograph signing, maybe with you with and, me and he boy, to, I took you. 10 years ago, my man that 10 years ago was still, he was promoting Ric Flair drip before it was a thing. Let me just say that. Oh yeah. Sure. He was. Yeah. He was, he was promoting a Tyson 2.0. <laughs> uh, Trevor yeah, Owens. He's a great guy though, man. God, what a, what a, what a sincere guy. He lives. He moved to Palm Beach. Oh, really? Yeah, his daughter is a really, really highly ranked uh, young tennis player. So he's not in Vegas anymore. No. The first thing, what do you think the first thing I asked him was? <clears throat> he lives in Boca Raton. I said, have you met Chris Everett yet? He said, no. I said, either have I. <laughs> I, love I still haven't met Chris Everett. You got to work on that. I'm trying. Uh, Trevor Owens has a, a great introspective type question, Rick. You're going to have to really think about this. There are this two one. women that I've sat next to or stood next to for a period of time. And it's happened on two different occasions with Brooke Shields and one with uh, Chris uh, Effort. And I neither one of them gave me a glance. And that, those kind of incidents are few and far between, brother. <laughs> The guy from the guy, the promoter from from WWE, said maybe she doesn't watch wrestling. About Brooke Shields, said didn't watch wrestling. I'm goddamn on Ric Flair. It's not just wrestling. 
James Bond here reporting in. I love it so much. <laughs> Chris Everett, look out. Nature Boy's coming your way. My 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 two favorite um people to hang out with in Australia on the PR team were Money Penny and Pussy Galore. <laughs> I said James Bond here. Is Pussy Galore and Money Penny available? <laughs> what are we look listen to you? I love it. Well, that she was that Pussy Galore was a character in James Bond movie. I, I'm aware. That's just okay, well, what did I say wrong then? Money I, Penny was just a secretary. Not expecting to hear that. It's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, Trevor Owens wants to know, Rick, name three people you need to make amends with. And what's the holdup? That's interesting because man, as life goes on, you know, we all sort of have our fallings out here and there. And some, sometimes we get a little reflective and we look back and say, boy, I wish I had that one to do over again. Is there anybody out there you need, you feel like you want to make amends with one day? You wish you were on better terms with again, that maybe you've fallen out of touch with or what have you? No. Because if if they, if they fell in touch with me, I didn't fall in touch with them. I got. I don't know anybody to amends for anything. A lot of people owe me a lot of thank yous, and you know who they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've discussed that. It should be thank you, Rick, universally. Raven for life on Twitter says, with all the matches you've been, uh, you've been in, what crowd made you the most nervous to go out and do your thing? Was there one particular crowd that you were nervous to perform in front of? Well, maybe the most nervous I ever was, was with, with, uh, with Taker in, in uh, Toronto. Yeah. Because I, they clearly were expecting something big out of me <clears throat> and physically I had it. I had no problem physically. I just, and I was 56 years old. You know what I mean, so I'm putting them in a spot where I'm expected to have he selected me which put pressure on me right i was honored to be in that position but i think i probably ate um a xanax a total of little little quarters at a time before i hit the ring (laughs) well hey it happens no i was that i was that stressed out once i got in there and once i realized i could do it like every other time i felt great but when Dilly, when I missed that flip in the corner, I went, oh, God, you know, here we go. And then he said, try it again, kid. And then once he hit me with the boot, I cut myself. We were off and running. Tom Phillips wants to know, what's your favorite place outside the U.S. to wrestle? Wow. Um, Japan or Sydney, Australia? Sydney, Australia. Wow. That's a good one. Hadn't heard that one. Yeah. It's a long way to get there though, but they're great fans. Japan's great too. Um, yeah, it's, um, I used to love going to Puerto Rico, but I didn't realize until I was there recently, how bad the COVID did. It actually devastated Puerto Rico. They're having a hard time coming back. Right. They, as we, as we sit here right now, they're still recovering from COVID. We are, we are a much better place over here. Here's a great one. Uh, this is, uh, from Terry wrestling in the Superdome in the eighties after the matches, where did you go? Bourbon street can't be an answer. Be more specific. Any good new Orleans stories, Rick? Oh God. The main place I went was, I went to the opera house 
after their after their matches. That was that was the best bar in town. I think it had a stage too. Well, <laughs> look at there. <laughs> I know I fell out of the out of the roof of the Mercedes uh limousine I was riding in. So I must have had a good time. Yeah, I think uh I think uh, Jackie Crockett uh, told that story when we sat down to interview him for the docu-series for the last yeah. match. <laughs> Tell us about you falling out of the, the sunroof of a limo. Yeah, in the New Orleans. And it, it broke off. It broke off the fin on the Mercedes. Bill Watts called me and said, heard something happened to the Mercedes. I ran into you last night. I said, ah, not to my knowledge, Bill. <laughs> I love it. The world champion on tour, brother. When I hit a town... Did the best I could to entertain everybody for as long a period of time as they wanted me to, man. I entertained the world and myself afterwards. I can tell that. Nate. The verb, Nate. Love Kevin Nash for that. The verb. When you start calling someone a verb, they're, they're famous. <laughs> uh, the real Tom wants to know. Hell, you've been out with me. Am I famous? Yes. <laughs> No doubt about it. <laughs> uh, real Tom wants to know, what's your best Terry I've Gordy got, story? I've got two daughters and one with their husbands hanging around me. That's a terrible thing to say and a terrible way to live a life. <laughs> well, it means somebody's having a lot of fun, and it means you're having more fun than we are probably. <laughs> Andrade and you aren't allowed to hang around me. Ain't that's, that some that's shit? Bullshit. <laughs> that's, that's some shit, man. <laughs> hey, real quick, want to give a shout out to James up in Stoneville, North Carolina. He's a friend of the show. Hell, he's a friend of the family. Now we were able to go ahead and help his family recently save more than $1,200 a month. Really think about this. My man, Robbie didn't save $1,200 one time. He's going to save it each and every month, all because he went to save with Conrad.com. He left us a five-star review earlier this week. And he said this from the first phone call with Christian, all the hard work Diane put in Jennifer taking time to explain things and help me understand where we were at with the deal right up to Steve, helping me get this survey through nothing but professionalism all around dealing with first family has helped us to the point we've cut $1,200 a month off our bills. I can't say enough about the team Conrad has assembled. I highly recommend first family to anyone looking to purchase or refinance their home. Thanks to Conrad and the entire first family team. No, thank you, James, for the great review and congratulations on saving 1200 bucks a month. And oh, by the way, you can skip your next two house payments. It's real folks. Savewithconrad.com can help you. We're licensed in more than 40 states, but if you've got credit card debt, if you're looking to save money on your monthly payments, if you're looking to pay your house off faster, or even buy a house with no money down, savewithconrad.com is your hookup. Holler if you hear me. That's savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, you don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. What are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save for free at savewithconrad.com. Uh, you were a, a once upon a time allowed to hang out with Terry Gordy. He wants to know what's your best Terry Gordy story. And did you ever party with the birds? Oh God. Have I partied with the birds? Yeah. Terry Gordy and I almost got into it one night. We, it was Jimmy Crockett's birthday party at the Hilton in, um, in uh, Raleigh and Terry and buddy and I, and, uh, and uh, Harley, of course, Harley Race was there, and uh, Michael Hayes and, and Buddy and Terry just uh, they 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 were like the horsemen, but they're a little bit wilder, uh, you know. Um, 
just with jokes and pranks and shit like that. I, I, we, we, we didn't do that. We just had fun. Um, and I can't remember what Gordy did, but uh, we, he and I got into it and, and Harley raised it. <laughs> Harley stepped in, probably saved my life and said, hey, this is a birthday party. Both of you sit down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That's tremendous. You put us both in timeout. <laughs> uh, Eshawn Wrestling says, Hey, Nate, with Triple H at the helm of WWE, could you see yourself making a return to the company at some point? I don't know what I would do. I mean, I'd love to be part of the company and do stuff with them, but I don't know. It's funny. They're doing this huge documentary. I mean, as you know, that'll air, um, um, these are going to air Thanksgiving week or the week for Christmas. I'm leaning. I think they're leaning toward Thanksgiving. And I, you know, I think the name of it will be some names going around, but I think it's like it's called finding flair. And I've got, this list will be better than my 30 for 30 on ESPN because I made them promise that um, whatever I said, they wouldn't edit. But they had, I mean, if I, well, I'm not going to do something, it's going to be edited again, right? So, right. Um, and uh, it's been passionate. And, man, I, I've expressed everything that I thought was good or bad in my life. I've discussed my personal life, my personal problems, you know, family problems wrestling problems, issues with people that I've had. I mean, you know, I, I, I just answered questions and I answered them as truthfully as I could. What's the guy's name that's doing the, the, uh, Tom Rinaldi. Yeah. Tom Rinaldi. I mean, how, how big, how big does it get when you got Tom Rinaldi doing it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've got, I had 12 hours of Tom Rinaldi. So you can imagine he asked me every goddamn question in the world. Well, here's a question he might not have asked, but Troy Hutton did. Can Nate tell us the story of when he and Piper had a tug of war with their SUVs? Jesus Christ. In the um, Kentucky Fried Chicken parking lot in Rock Hill. How in the world does this happen? Take us through this. Um, you know, it was me and Piper against Wahoo. Wahoo had a Bronco and I had a Jeep Wagoneer. Or maybe, maybe he was driving a... Um, which I can't remember. How did anything happen with me and Piper? <laughs> Here's the deal. One time, this is the greatest, this is the same thing. So the, the same, we, we used to meet at the parking lot with a holiday on one side of the road, right in the Carolina, right in the Carolina border, North and South Carolina. Leave our cars there and we meet our rides, right? So Rufus R. Jones brought, um, to Columbia, Rufus brought some um, moonshine. And uh, I think it was the same night. So we were drinking that damn moonshine coming back home. And Rufus was, you know, <laughs> Piper, <laughs> Piper was drinking it like water. And uh, <laughs> I think we got in the cars and we, we put nose in nose, you know, the four wheel drive on, just pushing each other around the parking lot. The usual kind of stuff we used to do. So the next day at TV, <laughs> Gene Anderson walking around. Where? Where's Rufus? Where's Rufus? <laughs> they found Rufus on the hood of his car for, for the holiday at 11 o'clock in the morning. 
<laughs> My gosh. Yeah. Rufus, do not mess with Roddy Piper, please. The good old days. Oh, yeah, you have no idea. You you would have looked one week with us in the Carolinas, man. It was golden. <laughs> Kel the coach wants to know, Rick, did you ever have an acting coach, someone in the business who helped you with promos, or was it all just in the moment? Just in the moment. Just like right now, in the moment. <laughs> uh, here's a fun one. You're going to have to think about this one. David Mitchell Jr. wants to know, what's the coolest gesture a fan ever did for you while you were on the road? Maybe you were broken down. You needed to lift somewhere. You lost something. You needed something. The gesture a fan did for me? Um, I think the coolest gesture the fans have ever done for me is bring me the, the photo albums that they've made of me over the years. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I, that was a long time ago, but. I can remember this girl named Vicky, really sweet girl that was just a huge fan of mine. And she literally handed me an album of pictures I'd never even seen of me and the horsemen, me wrestling like Magnum TA, you know, kind of like that stuff, that thing you sent me yesterday, the lifestyles of the rich and famous, whatever it was. Yeah. You know, I forget, you know, until people, you know, that that's the stuff that creates nostalgia and the stuff that, other people don't have that I have access to. I mean, aside from the 30 for 30 and then this uh, thing called evil and then to think that um, something that's going to come out in November will be better than all than either of those is, is really saying a lot. So I'm, I'm very proud of it. And I'm, I think it's going to be called finding flair. I can't wait. Which might be hard to do. <laughs> yeah. If you find him, let us know. Uh, yeah listen if you find them get back to me will you yes logan lee <laughs> wants to know what do you miss most about living in charlotte oh god what do i miss most i can't say that i i, I missed it initially but I, I i i could do anything in charlotte that i want to do if that makes sense yep i mean it, 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 the town just treated me so great I mean, I, everybody knew me, and I was never off that much. But later on, when I finally got to hang around a little bit and go out, I mean, I met so many wonderful people there, I mean, an incredible number of great people. It's, it's a beautiful town. I'm going back this week to go to a read the gravesite um, to film somebody for the documentary. So um, he's buried in a beautiful memorial. Um, um, what are they called? Mausoleums. Yep. Yep. And, uh, we're going to shoot that for the documentary, but I just remember Ashley and I read high school sports. I think Megan likes Charlotte. She didn't move down there for, you know, she, she, and I don't think she ever thought about going back to Minneapolis after living in Charlotte. No, she loved it. It was a great town. I mean, the family was there just, just nothing but great memories. Uh, David McKenzie has a, a pretty controversial question. We'll edit it out if you don't want to answer, but the other but, side's done a lot of talking. So maybe here's a platform. David wants to know, is he ever going to bring up the Mark Madden controversy? Of course, everybody knows you, today. you and Mark were friends for a long, long time. Uh, took a stab at a podcast and then things went sideways and here we are. And, uh, Mark's talked about it quite a bit, but you've just sort of left it alone. Want to keep doing that? I don't even know that Mark talked about it a lot. So I, 
I I told you to invite him to Starcast. Yeah. So, whatever Mark, whatever problem Mark has, he's got with himself. He he lost a good friend. But I got nothing bad to say about him. He he certainly doesn't need me. He does very well with his radio show. Yes, he does. Um, I could bring up the Steelers right now, but <laughs> <laughs> he's probably doing that himself. If I had to guess, <laughs> he's really. I know for a fact he's raising hell with somebody. <laughs> uh, Mayhem wants to know: Can you tell a Sherry Martell story? Mm-hmm. When when hear it when we turn off the, uh, <laughs> the show. <laughs> I love you for that. <laughs> I'll tell you a Sherry Martell story that's legit. I mean, so when my first day in WWE was Dayton, Ohio. So Sherry and I've been friends forever, and I called her and said i'm coming in and we we met that night at the marriott and man we got drunk and we were late for tv my first day there my first day and vince i walked in the door and vince said what do you know it's your first day i said nothing i said we just, he said when i tell you to be here at one o'clock i mean one o'clock it's five hundred dollars right now and you need to set an example and get i mean right from the beginning yes sir that was it <laughs> i couldn't say sherry kept me up all night right no no, but Sherry was so much fun. She was, I mean, literally like Sh- Sherry and I and Gene, uh, <laughs> Sherry and I and Gene Oakland, we were, we were supposed to be over to Pittsburgh uh, and flying out of Pittsburgh to go to, on a European tour. And Sherry and I and Gene Oakland stayed in uh, Charleston, West Virginia to go to a place called Joey's. We closed the Joey's up at like 4 o'clock and then we drove like hell. We barely got made our flights from Pittsburgh to go to New York and fly overseas. But, um, yeah, she was just a great person. I mean, and she was so damn talented. If you look back at those matches with me and Hulk and Jimmy Hart and that, or, or me and Sting and that one where we, where we change the title, they don't count as a title change. There was nothing she couldn't do, and she loved the business boy, and she protected it. I mean, at the Hall of Fame, you know, she went down the whole list of when she was being inducted. And I said, gosh, she left me off. Thank God I was sitting there with Tiffany. And then she said, and my last but not least. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. God bless you, baby. You were, you were, you were the best. Well, the best is playing this Saturday. Alabama is going to be playing against oh Tennessee. Oh, my God. Listen, I tried calling you. You wouldn't answer the phone. I was night. I tried calling you. I was on the road. You were the luckiest son of bitches alive. Yes, we are. If A&M, God, it was, I can't believe it. When it was 14 to 7, I was dying. I said, I'm going to get off this plane. It's going to be 24 to 7. I'm going to call Conrad. He's going to say, oh, bullshit. But this week, Garrett, you're playing in Knoxville. And that quarterback years I heard is out for the rest of the season. Oh, you've heard you've heard bad information. But let me is, let me assure you this. Is Young gonna play? Yeah. Bryce is gonna be there. Now, he's gonna be there. Is he gonna play? Well, well, you have to tune in to find out, Richard. Listen, the way they're treating these quarterbacks these days, I mean, God, you can't even did you see the two plays this weekend that were so um highly contested last night with Chris Jones and uh uh, the quarterback for a, a car from the Raiders. You see I, that? I missed that one. And then the one where they're roughing the passer. Oh, that was a little crazy. 
Yeah. With a but, but you can't throw Tom Brady around. God damn, he's a national treasure. Oh my God! Listen to you. He is. Hey, so he's the man. You flip flopping. Oh, oh, seven times. You flip flopping old goat. I gotta have a, a question here. You got Tennessee this weekend. You are you really siding with Jeff freaking Jarrett? Come on now, Jeff Jarrett. But what? Well, he's a damn volunteer. You're not always no, a Vanderbilt guy. Oh, can you imagine Jeff Jarrett, the Mensa himself going over to Vanderbilt? There's no way. Hey, no, no, Kevin Nash is a volunteer, not Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett claims it. He's got that on shit. What? He can go to school there. He's got the shit all over his house. Well, good for him. I'm he just going to school there. I'm just asking, are you sincerely picking the, t- the volunteers to upset Alabama this weekend? No. Remember I told you I pledged this year. I did early enroll. I, I pledged or, or I, I, uh, I committed to Michigan. That's all I care about, but I would love to see Tennessee beat Alabama. <sighs> Just I would love to see Ole Miss be Alabama. I just want to remind I you. Nature, I think Nature Boy Lane Kiffin is going to do real well. <laughs> I love me Nature Boy Lane Kiffin. That's fantastic. Yeah, um, <clears throat> how's Morgan doing in Alabama? See, that's what I wanted to get to. Your goddamn yeah. granddaughter goes to Alabama and you're pulling for the other team. You really are a heel. Look at you. No, no listen. She went to the state with the most money in it. That's that's. <laughs> That's the Conrad's. Oh my gosh. Listen to you. <laughs> There's not the economic structure of going to Alabama and going to Carolina are two different things. <laughs> we give you a hundred miles from mom and her, and her, um, what does she have? A, a what, what, what kind of SUV she have? A Rolls it, Royce? It doesn't matter. Yeah, that does. It does. Okay. What does she have again? I don't know. I yeah, hear she's got a, a Rolls Royce SUV. <laughs> So, God damn it. And you've got four of them and a Rolls Royce. Oh gosh. Why, why would she go to Carolina? I agree. She didn't. I, I do tell you this. I do want to go to Tuscaloosa for a game. No. Well, we got to make that happen. And, and, and we'll, I know, uh, man, here's legalized marijuana in, in Alabama. So I can come. I would love to make that happen. But let me tell you this. When you do come visit the I, political poll of Conrad Thompson in the state of Alabama, Huntsville is actually uh, as nice a town right now as there is anywhere in the country. Yes. And I think a lot of that's because you brought that, you brought, <laughs> the, 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 brought the game to it, man. I love the you FBI for that. I came they're che- I don't know who they're checking out in Huntsville, but <laughs> not me, uh, not you for sure. You know, I, I, I do have one request when you come to Tuscaloosa to visit and, 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 and watch the game. Like you're forbidden from going to, uh, Morgan's sorority. You know that, right? Oh, I would never go to a sorority. They're going to, they're going to put a bar with her. They're going to put a sign out front. She'll, 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 say, she'll say, Papa Rick, all the kids love you. I'll say, yes, they do. <laughs> Cause I am a college kid. <laughs> that right there is a real conversation and it's going to happen on hey, campus. I soon. went, I went to one of the games with, um, uh, didn't go to a game, but I went, we enrolled, um, Paris and uh, now summer they're both they're both Gators now right yep and Gainesville I've had a kind of swamp is still there that bar called the swamp I used to hang out with Steve Sprayer and that there's nothing like college football I mean I, I we're, I hate it to think that we're five games in or six games in I just can't stand it it's going by so fast but um it'll be here before you know it man this Saturday I know Alabama- hockey starts tonight NBA starts pretty quick. 
Well, this this town's on fire. You know that, right? Oh yeah. Need, when, when are you going to come visit again? I can. This do is it. the fraternity house. I can do it next week. Okay. This week, this weekend, I'm actually. Well, I want to see. Let's get let's get permission. Get the boss in there. Have her come. Uh, have, have the boss come in the room. Well, she's uh, she's working. Um, she's not here right now. But oh, God. okay, well, here's I'm the thing. I'm gonna text her right now. Can Conrad come to the, the fraternity house? Well, the question should be: Can you guys we're gonna sell wool wings? If you say, why don't you and Conrad come down and then she has to work, she's not listening to our podcast. This is just me and you talking right now. I can yeah. sell it. Otherwise, it will be the, 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 the way it was explained to me was that you and Dave green were coming. Yes. Joe and I were going to rent an SUV huge and put woo wings on it. We were going to drive around to every college campus. And <laughs> I love it. I think that's a great plan. And when I hang up, I'm going to make that happen. Me and Dave, yeah, green listen, are coming to we Tampa. go, we go to South Tampa. Yep. We go over to UFC. Okay. We drive over to, to Gainesville. Okay. We drive to Tallahassee. We drive to Miami. We <laughs> We make a loop and stop it every bar on the way through. Woo wings should be able to do it in about six weeks. Looking forward to that. I'm telling you, but Joe, I mean, Joe Gomez has got the mat and Joe knows everybody in Florida. What we're talking about boys and girls is woo wings open now in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, a bunch of new locations coming online. Rick and I just got the report yesterday, like a dozen new locations. And if you want to in your area. Uh, tell your favorite bar or restaurant to visit rickflairwings.com for more information on how to become a partner. That's rickflairwings.com. This is a virtual restaurant concept that essentially operates inside another restaurant, but with legendary flavors, these championship wings, the only ones worthy of carrying the nature boy's name. It's woo wings. You can order them right now on Uber eats or postmates. If you're in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Huntsville, or Tuscaloosa, but tell your favorite restaurant or bar. Check out rickflairwings.com. How about that, Rick? We're going to gonna make I a little it. business trip down to Florida. I'm for it. I love it, man. This weekend, by the way, it's triple mania, uh, right after Alabama, uh, stomps, Tennessee. I'm going to be in Mexico city, Rick, this weekend, watching my first ever triple mania. I've been to a WrestleMania. Where I've been going? to a wrestle kingdom. I've never been to a triple mania. You were at one a couple of years ago. Andrade took on Kenny Omega. You were in Andrade's corner. Yeah. That was a quite the spectacle. Was it not? Yeah, yeah. So that 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 was what I was at before, right? Yep. Triple media. So you're meeting with that same guy, right? Yep. Fantastic. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Hope you guys check it out. You can watch it on Fight over at WatchTripleMania.com. The main event is something else, man. It's mask versus mask. Viano number four taking on Pentagon Junior. Everybody knows about Pentagon on this program, but what about the other match everybody's talking about? Vikingo. Is going to be taking on, and that he's the next big thing. Everybody says he's the next big thing. He's taking on Ray Phoenix, who a lot of people believe is one of the one of, if not the best wrestler in the world, certainly in the conversation. It's going to be something for everybody. It's watchtriplemania.com. It's coming up this Saturday. Hurry over, watchtriplemania.com. It's only twenty two bucks, Rick. So get some free time. Have them streamcast it up to the bar uh, TV there. Let's 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 watch together. Saturday, I'll be in um, Dallas. Oh, I've had some fun in Dallas before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, who hasn't? Absolutely. I'll be, I'll be with David Manning. <laughs> I, I'm actually connecting through Dallas, coming and going. I may have to holler at you, see if you're still there. But yeah, what, what day are you coming back? Sunday. Well, why don't you stay, stay Sunday and watch football with me? 
Boy, that'd be terrible if I had a layover that just went too yeah, long. Yeah, why it? not? Why, yeah. You don't want to miss all day football. No, I agree. I'm going to work on that. I got to sell. I got to go do some selling with the wife right now. And next week, I'm hoping I'm selling you guys on tuning in to another To Be The Man. We're going to watch Ric Flair drop the world title to Bret Hart. That's right. Bret Hart's first ever title win next week right here on To Be The Man with Ric Flair. Woo! NMLS number 65084 Equal Housing Lender. Woo! The five-star reviews are in and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E writes that we saved his family more than $1,000 a month. James S says we saved his family more than $1,200 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much at SaveWithConrad.com.